0: Welcome to On the Ground for Palestine and Israel for the week of June 25th, 2022, brought to you by Kumi Now. Let's jump straight to the news this week. We start with an update on the killing of Al Jazeera journalist Shireen Abu Akhli. The United Nations has announced that information it has gathered shows that the bullets that killed the journalist were fired by Israeli forces. Quote, All information we have gathered is consistent with the finding that the shots that killed Abu Akhli and injured her colleague Ali Samoudi came from Israeli security forces and not from indiscriminate firing by armed Palestinians. The UN Human Rights Office spokeswoman added that their data revealed no quote, activity by armed Palestinians in the immediate vicinity of the journalists, end quote. Second, Israel announced on Wednesday that it is building an additional 45-kilometer concrete wall in the occupied West Bank. Israeli Defense Minister Benny Gantz said in a statement that the 9-meter-high wall will replace an old security fence built around 20 years ago in the Occupied Territory. It will take over a year for the construction of the wall to complete. According to the Israeli ministry, this new wall aims to prevent Palestinians from sneaking into Israel. Our third story is the collapse, once again, of the Israeli government. On Monday, Prime Minister Naftali Bennett announced the dissolution of the current Knesset. This triggers Israel's fifth round of elections in just over three years. Those elections will happen sometime in the fall. Until those elections, Foreign Minister Yair Lapid, who wasn't scheduled to become Prime Minister as part of this government until 2023, as part of their power-sharing scheme, will take Bennett's place as Prime Minister. The bennett Lapide government survived exactly a year and a week before crumbling. What happened? According to 972 Magazine, quote, over the past few weeks, members of Bennett's own Yamina party have been leaving the coalition and allying with opposition leader Benjamin Netanyahu, while other coalition members have been conditioning their support for the government on particular pieces of legislation. While it is tempting to hope that a collapse of the Israeli government is good news for Palestine, the reality is that little will change because of this collapse. In fact, it may just portend the return of Benjamin Netanyahu, who has spent his time outside the government successfully dodging the corruption charges against him. Fourth, Haaretz reports that 16-year-old Palestinian Abdullah Mohammad Hamad was shot by Israeli forces on Friday night and later died. He was shot in the town of Silwad, north of Ramallah. The Israeli military claims that a large crowd of Palestinians had gathered near the town and that some of them had thrown rocks or stones at nearby Route 60. Soldiers fired at the crowd and Abdullah was hit. While rock-throwing can, of course, be dangerous, I'll never understand why the Israeli military believes that deadly force is the appropriate first step as opposed to, say, temporarily closing the roadway. Nor will I understand how Israeli forces get away with these extrajudicial killings, as there was almost certainly no proof that Abdullah was an imminent threat to anyone. Finally, we'll end with happier news. Earlier this month, the Palestine soccer team, or football team if you prefer, earned a spot in the 2023 AFC Asian Cup. They finished the qualifier with a perfect 3-0 record and finished with a 4-0 win over the Philippines. Palestine didn't allow a single goal as they previously beat Mongolia 1-0 and Yemen 5 If you're a sports fan, the Palestine Chronicle has a piece delving into how the occupation and Israeli violence has affected Palestinian football in the past. In activism news, I'd like to draw your attention to a Mondo Weiss article and how you can join over 30 organizations responding to the Anti-Defamation League's recent attacks on Palestinian rights groups. Mondeweiss reports that in response to ADL National Director and CEO Jonathan Greenblatt's recent attack on the movement for Palestinian rights, including his threat to use their litigation skills to attack Palestinian organizations that support BDS, over 30 U.S. and Canadian social justice organizations and chapters have signed on to the, quote, tell the anti defamation League your lives will never silence the movement for Palestinian liberation petition. And you can add your own name to the petition on change.org. Please see the link in the show notes. And that's our news for this week. On the Ground for Palestine is produced by Kumi Now, an initiative of Sibyl Jerusalem that is focused on nonviolent solutions to occupation based on international law. This week, Kumi Now focuses on Israel as a nuclear and military power. We have a webinar this Tuesday at 6 p.m. Palestine time with representatives from the organization Earth Caravan. Remember, links to the stories mentioned in this video are always available below the video or in the show notes. If you like this weekly roundup, we suggest you subscribe to this podcast through your favorite podcast app. Join us at kuminow.com, follow us on social media, and join our weekly Kuminow newsletter. You can sign up at kuminow.com forward slash register. You can let us know what you think of this news roundup by emailing us at, kumi at kuminow.com. We thank you for your role in activism for Palestine and Israel, for only together may we rise up.